I'm gonna start guessing. You wanna spoil your surprise now? Oh no. Is it a dinosaur? Stop trying to guess. I ain't telling you. <sighs> All right. Is it an elephant? <sighs> Is it a convertible? You're not gonna guess. Is it a puppy? Is it a lot of kittens? You mean a litter? What's a litter? A bunch of kittens. Hello there, and welcome to episode 72 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. A warning before we get started here. Uh, John, John, John and I are both very sick, so we apologize for our nasal sounding voices, and you may be hearing a lot of coughing during the show. He keeps trying to kiss me. Tell him it's <laughs> not welcome, but he does it anyway. Yeah, we work too closely together, apparently, but uh, yep, that voice you're hearing is the Garrus to my shepherd, John. That's now, John, famous. it is Thanksgiving week here in the States. A year ago, we talked about it was a thing. Are things to give, things gaming related to give thanks to? And I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh boy, Johnny, on the spot. What games or trends are you thankful for in the year 2023? Well, I'm going to immediately take that in a different direction because the thing Uh-oh. that popped into my head is I'm I'm thankful, and I don't have it yet, but I'm thankful that the PlayStation Portal exists <laughs> because it seems like it seems like as gamers are getting older, you know, we're we're growing up, we're becoming fathers. <laughs> They understand that time is a big issue for us, and so I don't know if that was the the reason for this product, but you know it's not its own standalone, uh, uh, you know, console. It's it's a uh, basically the dad PS5 is kind of how it's referred to. So <laughs> thankful for that. But besides that's that, that's out of left field. <laughs> yeah, eh, you know, I mean, it's a it's a niche of a niche, and I am that niche. So you know, it's kind of cool. But um, no, I mean, I am thankful that. Final Fantasy 16 was uh, exactly what I wanted it to be. It seems like that's kind of maybe, that might be, yeah, what I'm thankful for. It seems like the games that were highly touted, the games that we had high expectations for, all fucking delivered. Uh, and probably more so, Baldur's Gate was better than anybody could have realized. Tears of the Kingdom met and exceeded what Breath of the Wild did, IGN's number one game of all time. Um, so we're eating good. We're, yeah, we're eating fucking good. Yeah, that's a boondoggle. Alan Wake too. That's another one. Oh, that's a boondoggle. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, the same thing. Like hyped games delivering, right? Like yeah. my three uh, top type games in our beginning of the year podcast were Spider Man Two, Jedi Survivor, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. All great, amazing games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the do uh, your same sentiment with uh, Final Fantasy sixteen is like, yeah, that's. But yeah. that game's awesome. They all delivered, like, man. And and just in general, that that this year also provided a lot of surprises, which I think is important when it comes to gaming. Like John and I both have been gaming for thirty over thirty years now. And when you think about like that this hobby continues to hold our interest year after year, and I think that is because of, you know, year after year it's always about the games that, you know, like Final Fantasy Sixteen and all the icon fights. You know, those moments like that, like you just you live for those moments and they keep you curious about video games going forward. But, yeah, this was also a year again with a bunch of surprises that I didn't think I would like, including Hogwarts Legacy, Street Fighter Six, 
Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, Sea of Stars. I mean, those are all just great surprises that really captured my attention yeah. uh, that I wasn't even thinking about when the year started. So, Yeah, looking at my, like, you know, starting starting to think about game of the year, right? We're getting into that time period. It's like, I didn't play a bad game this year. <laughs> like, you know, I think, and this may, maybe I'll, I'll give a slight tease. And I haven't thought it through entirely, but I think my last ranked game this year, and I love it, is Sea of Stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, that just really kind of, I think, puts into perspective just just uh, how how big this year was. You know, if you're into the video game space and you're listening to this podcast, obviously you are. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of discussion is, is 2023 the greatest year of video games ever? And just to, just that that question is being entertained is cool. And I think it is, to just to put that state stamp on it. But it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. And then just finally, let's. Uh, I wanted to give thanks to the, the podcast, of course. You know, you, it's another year of us continuing to do this. And it, and we've obviously very much enjoyed doing it. And, you know, to everyone who spends time listening. Sometimes horrible gaming uh, predictions and sometimes very accurate gaming predictions as we'll, as we'll as we'll get into later here. Uh, but uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I th I f when I think of, you know, you know and I guess maybe this is probably a bad thing to do because if I forget anybody, then I sound like an asshole. But Mark, Jesse, Will, Jake, Nick, those are the, the five that I can kind of <laughs> off the top of my head, you know, people who have written in people, people have written in, you know, and just people that are kind of engaged. You know, we, we love the engagement. You know, that's kind of the part of the reason we're doing Try to do things like the character battle royale and just ways to, uh, you know, hopefully grow the community. That's obviously the goal. And, um, you know, uh, just kind of keep that moving forward. So special shout out to those guys. Yes, definitely. So, all right. That's all I got for the intro here. So let's move into the, how the show works. Uh, John and I can both bring up the three things to talk about for a total of six things. That can be a video game we're playing, a news item, a topic we feel like discussing, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod, or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. Any of those things we feel like talking about, we bring it. And today we have a total of five things for you. And John, you ready to kick it off? Yeah, I mean, did you want to, you know, being that I think this is one of your, uh, you kind of call this one. Yeah, do you wanna, yeah. Do you want to at least just introduce it and then I'll take it over? Yeah, when we were doing our Game Awards predictions, we did bring this news item up. Whether or not it was going to be at the Game Awards is up for discussion and we should discuss that. But uh, yeah, The Last of Us Part Two Remastered uh, that we said it was time for in that episode, uh, it's true. Yeah, that it's was true. like what three hours after three hours after we started recording. No, 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 that was the Friday after the podcast was published. Oh, that's right. We don't record on Fridays anymore. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I guess that that was a while ago. Okay, yeah, so a little bit after, but yeah, as Nick said, you know, last week we started to kind of get these little rumblings and rumors that uh, supposed Last of Us Two Remaster was coming, and uh, very very quickly afterwards, Naughty Dog and Sony both confirmed that. Um, that we will be getting that game on January 19th, 2024. So uh, one of the first big releases of the new year uh, coming exclusively to PlayStation 5. Um, you know, it's going to obviously revisit the controversial story of uh, that your PlayStation pals have ranked as the number two greatest game of all time. Um, but, you know, it is a pretty... Um, Pretty uh, some not some some fans of that game, but you know uh, we're not going to focus There's on a that vocal right minority. Now. Vocal minority, yeah. So um, you know, hot off the extremely well received uh, Last of Us HBO show, 
new way for fans to experience the story so they don't have to wait to 2024. The timing seems to be appropriate. Uh, but this is a game of the, you know, this is a game of the year winner. This is one of, in my op- opinion, the best games ever made. Um, but, you know, it's going to be coming with some new features as well. And that's kind of what I wanted to at least highlight here. Um, most noted, notably, you know, you're going to get your up reses, you're going to get your behind the scenes, you're going to get some different skins and things like that. But probably the meatiest part of this entire package is a new mode um, that is kind of touted as a roguelike addition to the game, which makes me super, super excited, um, where you're going to be able to, um, you know, go through different runs, get different abilities, get different unlocks, things like that. Uh, and that mode is called, and I have it in my notes, and I'm kind of stalling to try and find it, and I can't find it. Nick, what's it called? Nick, what's <laughs> I don't it, remember Nick, what's it called? I know it, I put it somewhere here. It's like No Survivors or something like that. I'm going to find it. Nick, st- <laughs> Nick, go for me. Stall for me. Yeah, so in uh, their uh, trailer accompanied this, and where they showed some footage of this, where you play as other characters. You play as Lev. You play as Dina. Um, so not just the, the Abby and... Um, Ellie that you were able to play in the main game. Uh, you'll be playing as, as many characters as you want in this roguelike story mode. It's not really detailed as to how it works, but it, as John mentioned, and as we've mentioned on this show, the combat of this game is the best Naughty Dog has ever done by, by far. It is a fun game to play and definitely a fun sandbox uh, to, uh, to play with your enemies and trick them and uh, kill infected in unique ways, set up traps and all that. And so a mode that focuses on this and is a focus of of the gameplay uh, is exciting. And yeah, it's it's awesome that, yeah, this what is already being tacked onto an amazing game if you haven't played it is this, this cool mode that will just bring extra replayability to the overall package, which it did lack. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the mode is called No Return. Uh, I apologize about that, but... Um, yeah, light on details, but you know, if you're familiar with roguelike games, I think you can kind of infer what you're going to be. You know, some of the questions that roguelike games typically need to answer is like, okay, are your upgrades and things going to carry through in the next run, similar to something like a rogue legacy, or is it going to be more Binding of Isaac style, where you kind of just restart every single time and just see if you can push it how far you how far you can go. Um, but couple other small details. This is uh, was announced to be a $10 upgrade for anybody who does ex- uh, already own the existing PS4 copy of That's The Last huge. of Us, which is very nice. I, was, I wouldn't have expected that. Sony is kind of in a nickel and dimey era um, yeah. where they're charging uh, for lots of things that people feel like they shouldn't. But I think this was... Uh, that's very appropriate. You know, if you're somebody out there that goes, this should be free, that's nonsense talk i think right. you need to kind of alleviate those type of those type of feelings but to put a, a brand new mode into it um you know make it look a little bit prettier um ten dollars seems a very very fair price for me yeah i think if you're price conscious at all just go get a used copy of this game yeah do it right now i mean yeah. it's because it's it's <laughs> i would imagine when this mo- the moment that this game got announced all prices just went back up to right. like 29.99 <laughs> or whatever right but it's still going to be probably a little bit cheaper for you so uh so go ahead and do that um but What's your gut response, Nick? Is this something um, that you know? Is well, this something you? Oh, okay. there's one mode you didn't mention, and that was the lost levels mode. That there's three additional levels. Um, I don't think they're like totally completed levels. Yeah. But uh, there's there'll be additional content that didn't make it into the main game. Um, and on top of that, so that is that is also in it. Yeah, that's and that that is you're right. I should have mentioned that. It's it's kind of cool for me. That's that type of stuff is always just kind of like meh. 
Like it's always just kind of like, you know, for sure. But if it doesn't like tie into the, it was cut for a reason, right? And if it doesn't tie into the main story, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. But all right, what uh, was your question? Are you getting this? Because you don't own this anymore. I do. I do not. I have it digitally, so I'm I'm set. So, but are you getting it, man? So first things first. As we've talked about on this show in the Game Award predictions, and uh, briefly when I talked about JRPGs, next year is stacked. Uh, this is coming January 19th. Infinite Wealth is a week later. Final Fantasy Rebirth. Uh, we got rumor of Dragon's Dogma 2 coming March 22nd. Uh, they have a showcase later this week that will probably confirm that. Uh, that next year is stacked full of games. Yeah. But on the other hand, Number two greatest game of all time. I've only played through this game once. I think I'm ready to play through it again. And I would love to do a bonus episode on The Last of Us Part Two, 100%. Yeah. Uh, to really get our thoughts out uh, on that game. You know, we can, you know, it's hard to continue to say, yeah, we love this game. We love it. We think it's the you know greatest game of all time. But we cannot talk about the story because we don't want to spoil it for people. So... So to, to be able to talk about all that would be great. So, yeah, if, if you and I were playing it side by side, um, yeah, I will probably find a way to play this again. Yeah. I'm and very happy that I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's just, it's just there. So and I mean, This is like probably the smallest of snob things is like, did you see the box art? Yeah. It's fucking great. The box art, dude, the trailer. Like, yep. if you're if you're not, if first off, if you've played the game, go watch the trailer because it's a really well done trailer. If you haven't, I would... If you haven't played the, the the game and you don't want to know the story, I would probably stay away from it. It, it just infers a lot of things, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty sexy sexy looking box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I, I just, yeah, I I want to say too soon, but I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Was this going to be at the Game Awards, Nick? Was this was this is this Sony? Was this always Sony's plan? I find it hard to believe that they would post a, a trailer at seven o'clock at night on a Friday. So the, I think their their hand was forced because that product page leaked. Like that was your initial communication with me was, uh, oh shit, this product page leaked, and it had all these details in it. Yeah, you know, so we knew about the no return and all that. So their hand was forced there. But I also think like. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know because Naughty Dog has been famous for every all their projects. The Last of Us Part One was leaked before the Summer Game Fest. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two, uh, you know, is famously Probably leaked the most famous months. Leak ever. Um, but the, but that also, if it had it, if it kept its initial release date, if COVID didn't happen, they would have been again right on top of its release. So I don't know. I think it was supposed to be there. Yeah. I really do. I don't see. Any, I just think that would have been the place to announce it's, it. Yeah, it's just like if you, you know, if E3 was still a thing and it happened June 10th through June 17th, and then they put out like a trailer on June 6th that wasn't linked to E3. Right. I was like, well, that doesn't really track. I don't, I don't buy it. So, right. I, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah, the leak, the with the leaking before is, is makes me think that yeah, it was it was supposed to be there. Do you think that this was always a planned product, or do you think this is a result of factions getting into some hot water? Oh no, this was obviously well because they have said that. I mean, they have said that this was a project that new Naughty Dog employees would work on to try and get familiar with the systems and the games and things like that. Yeah, so I've but it does take a while to make these new things. I can't imagine. Well, firstly, Last of Us Part One, Part One must have done really well, right? Like that. Yeah, I think it did. The, to make sure that this became a product, and we, as what you mentioned, we've heard we've heard this a lot with 
why these remakes are coming out. And I, I don't, I don't know if I 100% buy it. Is it's like, oh, we have new employees, and it's to learn our systems and our yeah. tools that we put them on these remake projects. That's what we heard about. Uh, the Dead Space remake and Resident Evil 4 is like, oh, it's just to get these new teams acclimated to our programs. It's so easier. It's much easier for them to take on these pre-existing projects. You know, yeah. most of the work is done. But most of it, part of me is like, well, yeah, but you also get to sell the game again. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell. I would imagine it's going to sell north of a million again. I mean, yeah. you know, like, like I said, I mean, this is... It's really well-timed, I think, with the writer strike, which obviously Sony wouldn't have known about, delaying the show out to 2025, you know, season two. There's a lot of new fans of this series that either maybe they're not video game people in general and they're, like, maybe trying to start getting into that or, you know, just people who missed the first game or whatever the case. Like, there's there's probably a good section of people that are just like, oh, cool, I can finally, I can get this story that I've been wanting to absorb for the past 10 months and I don't have to wait another year. Right, um, right. But... You know, it is. Uh, it just does have a lot of weird weirdness about it. This whole this whole announcement. Naughty Hug is the le- one of the leakiest ships out there. <laughs> they are one of the best studios in the world, but uh, loose-lipped employees, or or I don't know, maybe just a small section of employees really hate Neil Druckmann. I don't know. You know, just- how do you, how do you feel about someone? When did the Uncharted collection come out? Legacy of Thieves. Yeah. I don't know, let me look. I'll look real Cause, quick. Because I saw so, this will if that I think that came. I don't know if that came out after The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, January 2022. Yeah, I mean, a year and a half after. Yeah, so this will be the third remake since a Naughty Dog proper project. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? <sighs> you know, <laughs> I want to defend them because I love them. <laughs> right. Um, it is getting to that point, though. Like, yeah. you know, the, the famous... Last of Us 2 subreddit that just loves to shit all over The Last of Us. You know, I've been poking in there because I'm, <laughs> I'm a, you know, sick of fan. I like to try and torture myself a little bit. But that's kind of been one of their biggest MOs right now. It's just like, oh, here's Naughty Dog again, just putting out another remake instead of making something new. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, Factions has been in development, and obviously it's it's running into hiccups and things that was not expected. They have confirmed that they are working. Neil Druckmann's team is working on a new property um, you know, hasn't been announced or anything like that. It's seemingly there is Uncharted 5 or a reboot of Uncharted that we are still waiting on confirmation for. It just, it seems like there's things in the burner. It's just these are the ones that are making it across the finish line while other things are taking a little bit longer than expected. Right. That being said, it feels bad to get three remakes in a yeah. row. Yeah. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Yeah, yeah. And again, the game gamers were always about what have you done for us lately. Naughty Dog, lately. Three remakes, it hurts. But the second they're like, whatever their next project, whether it is The Last of Us Part Three or an Uncharted reboot or whatever it is, you know, we'll be all like, yeah, Naughty oh, Dog, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Last but, of Us Three would yeah. jump to, like, you know, it, it'd go, it wouldn't be above Hades 2 for me, but it'd, it'd jump right to that top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, this is, this is exciting. And yeah, it just our sentiment it's our number two favorite game of all time like that's how memorable i think this story is and yeah uh, and i'm not a story guy as we'll probably discuss a little <laughs> bit here later like you know story for me is 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 an additive thing but it doesn't power me through games but this one you know we've talked about it before there's stories that you absorb and you go i don't remember any of that i remember right dozens of moments from this game <laughs> yeah. dozens yeah yeah so so yeah, that's that's kind of my piece on it. You you have anything more to add? No, no. I mean, um, 
Yeah, it'll be insufferable listening to all the internet discourse, you know, when it comes <laughs> out again. But hopefully, hopefully those people, uh, you know, don't get just the amount of attention that they that they no. got last time. And uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna enjoy playing it again. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'm there day one, but I'll probably get the upgrade day one. It'll just be dependent on right my schedule. But yeah, it's like, I'm excited to go through it again, man. It's um, it's really is something. Yes. Yes, it is. So let's move on to our next topic, which is an email. Again, you can send in an email. For our character, Battle Royale, he voted for Link and Joker. Two John Picks. That's horrible. What the fuck? (laughs) He's like, I just watched the Super Mario movie and DK lost to a cat. Sorry, DK, but you have no chance. Mark, thank you. I meant to bring that up, and I didn't, and I'm ashamed, but... It was Mario in a cat suit, to be fair. It doesn't matter. It's a cat. But it's also Mario. Yeah. Mario who got... Mario would beat any Nintendo characters. Oh, not in the Battle Royale. No, no, which is shocking. (laughs) (laughs) So, but he also had a question. Uh, He said, if PlayStation does a year-end wrap-up this year, which they are 100% doing, for sure... What do you think will be your three most played games of the year? Then and when it's released, you can see if you were right. Uh, He did submit his. He believes it is Elden Ring for a second year in a row because he platinumed it this year, just like John. Man, what a game. Diablo 4, which he refers to as his game of the year. Oh. And Persona 5 Royal, which he replayed this year. Holy shit. After listening to Nick talk about it on the show. What a game to pick to replay. Wow. Like, woof. Elden Ring for a second time, Persona for a second time. You're a madman, Mark. Madman. Yeah, how do you find the time for all these games? Yeah. <laughs> Those are three of like the most time-consuming games I can think of right now. Yeah. Uh, jealous. So uh, we'll, we can go one by one here, but uh, John, and I know your co- account is compromised. There are asterisks, yes. Yes, that your son plays games on your account, so you know we can assume that any game he attaches to will be up there i don't know how best you can do to think of this without his input without his input yeah (laughs) um you know it it it's possible it's the same okay i have i have three games in my head that i think i'm not as confident in the order of them okay um i'll start i'll start with one i think my number one game will be rocket league yeah i think just based on consistency yep i play it you know, I don't know, four times a week maybe, and usually for 45 minutes to an hour probably. That being said, like, I mean, there's, you know, like, there's some games I pumped over 100 hours into, and I don't know if that adds up to 100 hours, so we'll see. But I think Rocket League will definitely be in the top three. Okay, okay. Uh, My number one is going to be easy. It's one of the longest games of all time. That is Persona 5 Royal, so, you know, that it's time to be clocked it at like a hundred hours. And I believe I was almost exact to that. So yep. that will be a hundred percent be my number one game this year. Okay. Uh, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next game, um, I think if it was not included with Levi, it'd be my third, but with him, I think it, it has the very, very likelihood to be number one. And that's yep. neon white. <laughs> yep. Neon white, uh, incredible game. One of my favorite platinums I've ever had. Uh, had a ton of fun doing it. I think it took me about seventy-five-ish, maybe eighty-ish. Oh yeah, that's um, definitely I, up there. I think that I think it says one hundred and twenty now, something okay. like that. So, uh, I th- I think with my son, you know, he is just a 
He loves those time trials, man. He just he doesn't only get the you know the ace record, which is like the highest level trophy in the game. There's hidden red medals too that the game doesn't even tell you what the score is because like it's silly <laughs> to go for, and he's just going for those. Like he's a, he's a, he's insane. Um, but I think that one will. That's definitely gonna be in the top three. I think it has a really good shot being number one. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet that is number one. Yeah, probably. How much you <laughs> show me show me that he's playing it, and then you were addicted to it earlier this year. So mm-hmm. nonstop. Is there any chance that there's going to be a DLC for that game? I don't think DLC. I I think if it if I'm trying to think of the story, you could probably manipulate a story out of the way it ends. I think if anything, you'd get Neon White too at this point <laughs> because. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. You just have to make new levels. Like, really, right. that's all you have to right. do. You can rope in some weird story, but um, no, I think we'll get a sequel before we get DLC. Okay. Yeah, that that would be a fun if that was at the Game Awards. Oh. Oh. <laughs> see me lose my mind. Uh, I believe my number two, is the same reason you said Rocket League, uh, is mine's going to be Street Fighter Six because it's a game that I just keep playing in little chunks, mm-hmm. and I think that just adds up. Yep. You know, like if it's a game that you play an hour here or there over the past six months. Um, I played a lot of it when it came out. Uh, that I think it'll it'll sneak its way into my top three. Not sure if number two, but I know it's a lot. Sure. And then the three for me, uh, similar to Mark, Elden Ring. Um, Platinum it this year, devoured it, loved it. Um, you know, not much more to say about that game in terms of how how consuming it is and how you just really can't put it down once it gets, you, gets your hooks in you but yep. probably about probably around 100 hours this year i would say because i did have a little bit of time on it from last year um but you know yeah probably right around there okay and then finally i think my third game is going to be cyberpunk 2077 uh with the release of the expansion and cyberpunk 2.0 i keep dabbling in the game i've seen all the endings for phantom liberty which means in playing replaying like the final fourth of that game over and over so so i think that'll just that'll sneak in there to be in the top three so anything anything you know trying to get its way into the three like is there anything that you? i was trying to think how long it took to beat like jedi survivor like to get the platinum final fantasy 16 was yeah, like 40 yeah final fantasy maybe. 16 is also another one that might sneak in there um because i did do everything that you could in one playthrough um yeah, I, those those are definitely other options. Okay. I can, yeah. Yeah, I I don't think there's any chance that any other those are my top three games. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah, we're pretty close to that coming out. I don't remember last time it did, but I, th- I think I think it was around in December. Yeah, like, that um, they were able to do it. So. Yeah, those are because yeah, it doesn't it gives you the top three. You know, you get like a little dumb trophy based on your genre that you played the most yeah. of and. Um, other sorts of, you know, trophy data, things like that. So, New avatars. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think last year, you know, obviously we went over ours and, and we encourage anybody listening now, you know, keep that, keep that in mind when you get yours, send it over to us. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll, we'll judge you on, on air. <laughs> yeah. We'll judge you hard. All right. Let's move into our next topic, John. Sure. So teased, uh, last week, uh, I did finish a game, um, and we're going to talk about it. You ready to talk about it? So, yes. Cyberpunk 2077, uh, <laughs> Nick's game of the year last year, beat out God of War Ragnarok. Um, I was able to get through it and have a lot of thoughts. Um, so, just kind of, kind of to start off here, um, we've said it many times before, incredible world building, incredibly realized 
uh, a live city in Night City. Um, one of the one of the most impressive. Um, I keep saying city, so I don't want to say city again. <laughs> but one of the most impressive cities that I've seen in a video game. Um, you know, top to bottom, just inhabited with cars, inhabited with people, bright lights all over the place. You know, exciting things to see wherever you go. Um, really, really top notch job done by CD Projekt Red to kind of. Uh, create that thing from the ground up and it makes sense why when this game was getting announced you know they were calling it the night city wires and everything they're kind of you know it's almost its own character in and of itself you know it's one of those kind of places um immersive you know it's immersive as hell with the first person you know kind of perspective v being such a vocal character and kind of being in in the thick of it the entire time you know it, it is definitely an immersive experience um you know if that's something that you you look for in a game um but when it comes to me and how I like to enjoy games, I didn't find a lot of the moment-to-moment gameplay all that engaging. Um, I, I, uh, I did pretty much mainline this game. Um, you know, I beat it in, want to say, 28 hours, which is for si- something like Cyberpunk, you know, I think you sunk about 100 into it. Like, obviously, obviously there's a lot of stones I did not overturn. But... I don't feel I never felt compelled to want to go do any of the any of the side stuff and what I you know what I kind of started to realize because once I beat this game I got a little introspective on myself because <laughs> it was this scenario where you know I yeah I love to shit on Nick when I can who doesn't but you know it it, it was like what am I what am I missing is it is it the game or is it me and I think I've landed on it is me you know when I enjoy games you know i think of my favorite games hades uh cuphead elden ring you know very kinetic very fast moving games where that are focused a lot about the gameplay that really don't have a lot of narrative to it i mean hades does but you don't really need to consume that to enjoy the game and to really enjoy something like cyberpunk you have to almost submit yourself to it there was a couple nights that i played this game where i did kind of not focus on getting missions accomplished but just on just coming or stumbling across something and doing it and and I will admit those nights were a lot more enjoyable than you know some of the other nights I played where I was just doing main missions but unfortunately with my time constraints and my fatherhood and things like that it didn't allow me to really let go uh, as much as I might have wanted um, and I got thinking of a similar game I think at least in my mind on the reasons maybe I didn't enjoy it that much and uh, with Mass Effect, specifically Mass Effect Two, which is another game that I think Nick would probably you'd probably put in your top ten, right? It's definitely per- up there, personally, really high right? up there. And it's another game that I see, I see why it's held in such high regard. The character work and the relationships and the things that you kind of, um, you know, uh, the relationships you foster over the course of the game, it is incredibly well done. It's just nothing that I have personally ever really been that invested in when I'm playing and sitting down to play a game I want to unlock awesome fucking abilities new ways to play the game new ways to um, you know kind of maybe do the same type of loops that I've I've been enjoying and I felt like cyberpunk from the moment I picked it up I was trying to get headshots and from the moment I beat the game I was trying to get headshots I never really found a a skill tree that felt gratifying to you know yeah there's the double jumps and the dashes um, but they never felt like it changed the game too much for me. I didn't really like the hacking system, so like that was just kind of a huge side of the combat system that I just never even really wanted to engage in. Um, and I kind of like I kind of want to call those like extras in a game, right? Like the, Cyberpunk, when you boil it down, it's a first-person shooter, and 
it, it's a good first person shooter, but like Elden Ring, when you boil it down, is a third person melee combat game. But it's all the extras around it that really elevate it to what I like: the sense of discovery, the unique enemy variety, um, the large scale boss battles. I don't really need a strong narrative, right? Like Elden Ring, it, it, there's narrative to be there if you want it, but like that's not what gets me excited to boot it up. I was never excited to boot up Cyberpunk, which was always kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, I really think it's just, it just comes down to this is, unfortunately for me, just a big genre of game that I think it, 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 it's hard to reach the heights and, and find the things that I like about an open world slash large scale video game. Um, if that, I don't know if that makes sense. But, um, you know, needless to say, like, yeah, I, I just I think the, the main draw was the characters and relationships again, which I didn't, you know, like, honestly, by the end of the game, I was just like, I don't I don't even view it. You're just kind of just you just sound like you're mad about everything. And, you know, Johnny Silverhand is taking you over. And and, you know, I thought the main enemy of the game was Arasaka. And like, I, you don't even see him again until the very end. And it's just, you know, I've never felt such a jarring shock of when it's like okay you're at the point of no return like do you want to continue i'm like are you kidding me i thought i was like literally maybe halfway through is what <laughs> it felt because like and again i want to make sure that you understand the audience understands this is uh, under the blanket of i mainlined the shit out of this right I, I didn't really allow myself to get too immersed but because the gameplay loop wasn't satisfying for me i just never really never really wanted to um so I don't know if you have questions for me, Nick. I imagine you do, but you know this is for me a three out of five on a personal level. I think it's it's a better video game than that, but it's for me it's just not my my jam, so to speak. I know, but I know it. I, you know, I know I am 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 not. There's not going to be a lot of people that agree with my sentiments on this. So I understand that. And the defense rests as John puts his case for why you. Just don't hate him. Don't hate him. Don't hate me. He's he's broken inside. Don't I've, hate him. I've tried to analyze it. I right. I, I'm, I didn't just go in. This is stupid and shut it down. I was like, okay, let me think about it. Because I did. I was just like staying in the shower. I was like, what, what, what the? What was it, man? Like, what was it? I just never. It never got its hooks in me. It's like, you know, I felt like Jackie. Like it felt like a very segmented game too. It's like you got the Jackie arc, and then he just kind of goes away entirely, and then you got Johnny Silverhand, and. I don't know. He's kind of annoying to me. I've, you know, I've I've said right. before I'm not a big Keanu Reeves fan in and of right. itself. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Any questions? Nick? It, it is very weird how you consume this game. You you mainline the main story, which is a bummer because you missed out. I think almost every all of my favorite quests you will not have touched. No, and and I which you is, know and F which is, is a bummer. As somebody who played The Witcher three, you know, I know very well that. The best parts of that game too are the side quests. Yeah. Like CD Projekt Red is the best in the business when it comes to side quests. Yeah, and I know that, and I <laughs> and I and I know I, that probably the best things are the, you know, it's like I did some, I did do some of it, right? Like I did the Judy arc, uh, I did the Pan Am yep. arc. Yeah, you know, got to go scuba diving with Judy. Got to do some. first-person shooter guy I don't play Call of Duty you know if I were to say my favorite first-person shooter is probably well probably neon white I guess uh, but like Doom Eternal <laughs> like that kind of thing um, 
So yeah, it's just it's just I think it's a me. It's me. It's not me. It's not you, Nick. It's me. <laughs> so so yeah, that that is that is a big part. I think like like I said, I think some again the best content is not to say that there is not good content in that main story. I just there's all if I was direct say probably my top ten favorite quests in the game. I don't think any of them would be in the main story. Let me ask you a question. What makes those your your top quests? Like, what is it about those that that are your favorite moments of the game? And then Judy is one of the side quests, so don't sure like you you don't have to do most of Judy's arc. You do, but the stuff the, the scuba diving thing you you talked about the stuff I don't think you have to do. I no. think that's that's added on um, uh, because they just go interesting places, especially with like the lore of the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have this whole moral conflict about a guy that's going to be on death roll, death row, and uh, he wants to record his death as a brain dance. As you're familiar with brain dances, yeah. right? It, mm-hmm. It's basically you're feeling what they feel during the moment, right? So if, if someone's having sex, you you their brain dance would be you'd be feeling the same emotions and ecstasy that they're having while having sex. Well, so this guy's going to be on death row, and he's going to brain dances death and there's kind of this whole moral conundrum because mm-hmm. obviously people are going to pro- profit off of that and he's trying to do this as a, like a religious movement and again like quests like that are where they're really morally gray um so you would say it is all pretty much narrative based yeah yeah okay. that's fair. yeah that's fair and that's and that's kind of like you know i'll touch on gameplay in a minute but uh but yeah i think like you you missed out on two of the bigger side characters too river ward and carrie urodyne and one of the best stories in the game is uh, Johnny Silverhand's uh, forming his band back again. And that's a question that you just didn't, didn't see entirely. Right. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of the missing a lot of that side quest, it does help. Because, I, like I said, sure. that's like I'm going to like one of my strongest um, pushes for this game is obviously the immersion, which you definitely saw. But also, like I said, the, the writing and the storylines and where they go. And it's and. It bums me out a little bit that you didn't get to see them, so we could kind of talk about them. For sure. But uh, and then also on top of that, when you told me which ending you got, and it's mostly considered the worst ending in the game, yeah. I was also like, "Oh, that's I don't even know if I said dude, that ending. Just I hated that." Yeah. Ending. Well, like I said, it is considered yeah. the worst ending in the game. So, sure. <laughs> so that also on top of everything else is like, "Oh wow, you really like that was the last ending I got," because. Uh, all the Andes are tied to trophies, so that I had to get all of them. Uh, so, so that also on top of that, that sucks. And uh, going back to gameplay, did you ever try and play around with it? You, I, I, did, I assume you told me your build was just like pistols. Yeah, I no, I, did, I never really did. I mean, I, what what really annoyed me about the skill tree is like you know all these different. Right, you, you you level up two different things, right? You level up your your perks or whatever, or your abilities, and then the perks yeah. within you, those abilities. Yeah, like your stat points first, and then they unlock yeah. perks. Yeah. And there was just like a lot of times where it's like, okay, cool, I can unlock this thing. That sounds cool. Oh no, that's only for SMGs. And I'm like, I don't fucking need, you know. I, okay, I'm using a shotgun, and like in the shotgun, it's just like. You know, like you can get the ninjutsu thing, right? Where you can sprint while you're crouching. But like, I'm not a stealth player anyway, so like that doesn't really do anything. And <laughs> to, I think, I think again, what what uh, to compare it back to Elden Ring. Um, you know, one of the things that I was very thankful for when I played that game is I really took to heart the the idea of cust- like going into the game with a build in mind and tailoring my character to that build as opposed to just like 
putting uh, point assignments to whatever I was feeling in the moment, right? Where everything's right. even, and then like not, you can't really excel at one thing because everything's even, and the game's based around getting a couple of these stats to the top tier so you can have fun with it. And I think Cyberpunk's the same way. Yeah, you know, you know, where you're, I'm a, I am a teleporting sledgehammer man, right? right? And I can I can move around really fast and hit you in the face with a sledgehammer and zip 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 zip, or you know, you're stealth man extraordinaire, and so. I think that's a struggle in a lot of games like this, like Baldur's Gate 3 being another yeah. one, is like just the amount of choices, uh, especially early on, and when you're really when you don't really know what you want. Like, do I want to use smart weapons? Do I want to use swords? Yeah. Do I do I want to use girl arms or mantis blades? Like you just don't know where you're where you're gonna <laughs> lean to. So like like you're to your point, and I agree, is like I found myself sitting on a lot of points because I was like, yeah. I just don't know what to spend this on right now. I don't know what I feel comfortable with. Uh, and then toward the end of the game, I kind of I kind of knew what I wanted to be, uh, but it did take it did take a long time. And I know other people that I've talked to have, have had the same thoughts. They're like, I don't know what to put points in. I'm like, just sit on them, because I don't think this game is very hard. Like no, I don't think not, I, I I don't think you, you could probably play the whole game and not apply any perks to anything. I just had, I just headshotted everybody. Yeah yeah yeah. So so like I I know that, but I also think yeah like a lot of games like these I think that that is a weakness that. Why would do I have to go to a website to kind of choose my build yeah. before yeah. I even start playing the game and know what I like? Uh, well, why I got this extra homework involved? It's a give and take, right? You know, these developers want to make intricate systems that have variety of choice and all these other things. But to do so, you need to make it a little convoluted and complex. Yeah. And then to do that, you have to explain. So I, I get it. It's just, you know, I, I maybe I just didn't I didn't care to <laughs> you know. Exp- First person shooting is not my preferred way of combat. That's another thing that, you know, Tears of the Kingdom and Elden Ring just immediately automatically have over this experience is that I prefer third person melee. That's sure. that's my go to. And I would have said the same uh, before right. this game. So right. and and I, I wouldn't really even point to a strong point, even though I think some of the abilities can be fun. Uh, the hacking and the mantis blades and the the nan- the nanowire are just are just fun to do and use, uh, but I, I wouldn't say like they're they're anything. I would I would put gameplay as like oh one of the top reasons you're yeah. playing cyberpunk. So I, I will definitely acquiesce there uh, in your defense that the if you weren't feeling the gameplay, but yeah. I, I just thought you know like when you think of like the percentage of things that bring you along, I, yeah, gameplay would be on the the lower end of the spectrum. It'd be the narrative, the characters, and the world that really. You know, yeah, consumed most of my drive to play this game as much as I did and still do. Um, I think there's also something to be said. Like again, I'm trying to trying to introspect. Right? It's like <laughs> I don't think I like cities as a gameplay setting. <laughs> you know, Grand Theft Auto. I don't really like it. Like it's uh-huh. just there's something about roads and big buildings all over the place that it doesn't feel like I am able to explore. It doesn't feel like there's much discoverability going on. You know, um, I, th- I think there's something to that, too. It just I think it's a combination of many little tiny things like death by a thousand cuts that just kind of added up together. Where I go, nah, I just don't think this it's, it's, it's my jam. You know, it, it takes a special, special game uh, to to for me to forgive gameplay shortcomings. You know, I think like The Last of Us might be the only example I can think of. Yeah, that was like, Last of Us 2 is, is good. Like, I, I think the gameplay there is, is fun and kinetic and they improved it enough where it's like, yeah, the, the main thing is how good that story is. But, um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed playing that too. But Last of Us is probably the only one I can think of. Well, Naughty Dog games, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Unch- Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted kind of 
does play like ass sometimes. <laughs> but do yeah, do you think of any? Is there any other games like? I know smaller games you'll you'll stick through it like what remains of Edith Finch and stuff yeah, like that like but uh <laughs> um yeah I don't know I mean Undertale had some weird ass gameplay but you know that kept, that kept me engaged cuz it was just more quirky and and I wanted to see what was the next silly thing that was going to happen Yeah um Near Automata story was is one of my favorite but like the it, the gameplay on that is you know, fast and, and crazy, like Devil May Cry-ish, so, you know, no, man, I mean, okay. you know, it's uh, just... It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. You know, it's like, even, like, I've, I, maybe this doesn't count, but, like, I watched Half-Life and Half-Life 2, because I never played them, and I wanted to see, let me see what these, these are all about. Yeah. And everybody talks about how good the story is in Half-Life 2, and I was just like, I don't... It was fine. Like I didn't do anything for me. I was in the same boat, but I did play Half-Life 2 way after release. So A game I've wanted to replay for a long time now uh, is Bioshock. Um, because I remember liking it, not loving it, and specifically kind of having a problem with some of the combat uh, in the game. But like, I think the narrative, like, you know, the famous, the famous Would You Kindly was just like, whoa, that's cool. Um, but, right. Um, yeah, not many examples. Okay. It's so, fine, John. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. We're we're all we're not perfect. That's 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 so okay. true. Yeah, you picked that over God of War Ragnarok last year, so you're yeah. you're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's like uh, John and I see on the same page for a lot of things, but it is like it is these type of games for me, and then him, and obviously the Soul series that we just uh, have not seen eye to eye on yet. Um, so we'll see. You've never played Bloodborne, right? That's the one you never played? No, I never yeah. played Bloodborne. Got to get a 60 FPS patch for that. Yeah. That's the one that everybody says converts them. Yeah, that, that Jason Schreier. Tom was his game. Too. Yep. So maybe one day. Yep. Maybe one day. But moving on, uh, I was listening to an episode, speaking of Jason Schreier, of Triple Click, his podcast, and they did a whole episode on multiple endings in video games, and I was like, you know, we've never talked about that on our show mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know considering game of the year last year was elden ring which had multiple endings game of the year this year looks to be Baldur's gate 3 also multiple endings and then thinking of a lot of our favorite games of all time cyberpunk 2077 near automata mass effect <laughs> the quarry fallout all of these games have multiple endings so why not bring it for a topping kind of get our thoughts on it and i guess we'll start here john is like do you like games with multiple endings? Hmm. Uh, I instinctively want to say no, but That's fine. but I like I, I, <laughs> yeah no. I, no, I, I, I know like this is going to be a nuanced answer because I yeah. think there's a lot of factors. Near Automata, it just it sticks. You know, it's the in, the powerfulness of that game comes from multiple endings. But like, I would almost argue it's not really multiple endings. It's just multiple paths that end at a certain point right. that continue on it's not right. like you you play the same thing five times and get a different thing so um no honestly multiple endings typically i think annoy me in general okay i was gonna ask yeah. my first question was like do they stress you out like the fact that they're they don't stress me out but it's just it's just like tell me the fucking story you want to tell me uh -huh. like i would rather have that than like this you know it's, it's like kind of what i had to do for elden ring it's like cool like there was one ending Spoilers for Elden Ring stories, I guess. 
um, where like you kind of like just burn the fucking world, right? And I was like, yeah. this is kind of cool. Like I'm kind of happy I you know got this little extra ending. But to get that extra ending, I had to do some convoluted ass thing yeah. where I found this door <laughs> at the bottom of a weird spot that nobody would ever go to, and and had to be completely naked. My character couldn't have any equipment on or something. Yeah. And it's just like, why are we doing this? Like, and, and if you tie it to a trophy, it's just kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, you know, does the existence of online guides help yes. with online enemies? Because I, same here, they stress me out. Um, and usually because of games with multiple endings, like they said. There's they, always you, a point of no return. Yeah, there's a lot of steps to get to, yep. to get to those endings in the first place. And I think with if you win the Elden Ring blind, it's like you would have never found it. No. Or, no. or even just like a story-based game, like a Mass Effect or Cyberpunk. It's like, you know, you could just miss out because you chose one dialogue option and you didn't know where that was going to lead and then all of a sudden it, it locks you out of things mm-hmm. and the story goes away you don't like and it's like oh shit but I, I do help I do know that I use online guides a lot especially if I have choice paralysis mm-hmm. especially in Baldur's Gate 3 I was like just tell me just, yeah, just tell me, what just what tell to me. Do. yeah just <laughs> let me know uh, yeah. not that I'm specifically looking how to get to an ending in Baldur's Gate 3 but I know like it's in the same vein of like certain quests and how to get to a certain ending of those specific quests uh that I have to look at a guide, or it just it just sucks. So, yeah, I, I, dude, I, I give, I'll tell you what, I'll give a lot of credit to those like early video game game facts people that were able to like <laughs> write the game guide for Chrono Trigger with 19 <laughs> different endings. Like, how did you figure that out? But yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just I don't want to have to worry about like make sure you don't pick up this item until this point of the game because if you do, you're gonna. Right. It's like I don't. That's just it is inherently dumb, but. Again, going back to the love of my life, Nier Automata, it's like I, I love the way they did that because you start that game. I remember, I, remember, I distinctly remember this. As I started the game, very first level, probably 12 minutes in, I took a right instead of a left. And then they're like, oh, I guess you don't care about saving the world. The end. I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? And like, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was quick. It was, it stumbled across it. wasn't stressful. You, you know, you can just kind of do the thing real quick. And, um. And and similarly, right? You do you do one character's arc, then you do the next character's arc, then you do the next character's arc, then you do redo one of them, and then like cool, you get the different endings, but they all they all connected. Um, but if you're doing it in a way where yeah, it's just like based on this choice you made here, based on that choice you made here, based on if you were did a romance relationship with this person, if you did a romance relationship with that person, if you did, I don't I don't I don't think <laughs> it. Not my not my style. Yeah, it's. It's it's something. It's like it's, it's one of those things you wish you could just like accept the the fate of the game, right? Like it's like you know those people who can just you know. And sometimes some games, if you don't care about seeing everything, you can just be like, oh, I'll just go with the flow, right? I'll Cyberpunk just see where it goes. For the most part, for me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I mean that's oh, why. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't care what ending yeah, I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely did that for like my first playthrough. Is like I didn't. I just played it out as sure. I felt would be best i wasn't specifically looking for any outcome uh but uh but yeah it's 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 interesting there's not a lot of games that do it but as as we mentioned from just those lists you know it's like those games usually do pretty well yeah another another kind of tactic i think i kind of like is uh like the way like until dawn does it where and and that inherently is just a narrative game right? right and like so you know what you're getting into the moment you go into it and like yeah, just knowing that, you know, depending on who's alive, who's dead, you know, I never felt stressed throughout any of those playthroughs because I'm just like, yeah, this this right. this is one where I can let, you know, let Jesus take the wheel, right? And like whatever <laughs> happens, happens. And I felt fine with that. But 
you know, when it is a little more gameplay oriented and things, and you just start to, yeah, you start to stress about unnecessary things. Yeah, and I think game like like factors into it too, like a Baldur's Gate three, where it's like a fifty yeah. hour, eighty hour playthrough. You're more concerned as opposed to the the Corey or Until Dawn, where it's like you know an eight to ten hour playthrough, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that right. happened, and then I'll just go back and see what happens in another playthrough. But uh, yeah, it's they're they're interesting, that's for sure. And I don't, yeah, the people who review games and have to play them without guides, and you know, they, I'm sure they they stress out too. Because oh, dude, I can't they imagine. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I also hate those stories that are like, this game has 17,000 endings. It's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It probably, you might have one different line of dialogue. <laughs> Actually, yeah, but I just looked up most endings. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 with 17,000 possible endings is what yep, it was. Yep. It's like, and unfortunately, if there's any game I would believe that does have it, it's that one. So <laughs> man, I might well, eat my words on Well, 17,000 things are very yeah, new, it's right? Like, it's on. like when you can kill off that's complete not a, that's characters. not a a, a a positive to me right it's like when they're talking about starfield I'm like you can go to ten thousand planets it's like <laughs> i don't want to go to ten thousand planets i want to i want you to tell me your story maybe there's one or two divergences and we go yeah yeah it's a bullet point really at that point you know <laughs> oh, shut up. uh how do you feel about games like let's say like the life is strange or even Mass Effect, I'd say, where the controversy with Mass Effect Three is, uh, you define, you make a final choice at the end, and it's not dependent on anything you did before. And that's true of Life is Strange and other games. Is like, yeah, you make it kind of make choices throughout the game, but like the ending is kind of just one final choice, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, I think, I personally think those are okay. Only because, especially in, especially in Mass Effect 3's case, because it's carrying three games forward, it's just really hard right. to, like, <laughs> you almost have to write the story backwards to go, okay, this is where we end up, how do we weave everything together? So, if you can give me interesting moral choices throughout the game that affect things differently throughout the game, and you get to that point, as long as the final choice you have to make is, is an enjoyable slash interesting one, that's fine, you know, for me. But I, yeah, I do know... People, but back in 2010, whenever Mass Effect 3 came out, man, they were up in arms about that. Yep. Because, um, yeah, that, that was the thing, right? It's like, nothing nothing mattered. Nothing <laughs> right. actually mattered. Right, like, right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, Life is Strange similarly to, to Heavy Rain, Until Dawn, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are also good choices. Detroit Become Human are yeah. also very, are in that same vein of, but I think <laughs> I think, I think they, they fall, like, in the, the quarry and Until Dawn. The story's kind of short enough where... You know, you don't have to see everything. But I will tell you though, those kind of games are the like I can't like people who replay those games. I just, yeah, you know, we've already done it. What are you doing? I mean, I guess I've watched Breaking Bad five times. So you know, what am I? Who am I talking to about? But uh, the kind of off-topic question here: Have you replayed a game with multiple choices before and then tried to go the other way? Uh, like, like if you have a good playthrough, have you done the evil playthrough? Does Infamous count? Because you had to do it for the Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Infamous Second Son, I did. Um, you know, you do the, you do that. That's kind of funny that Infamous is kind of the worst choice because once you, you, well, you're forced down that path. Like, you choose right. bad. You're not like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. You're usually like, oh, all bad. bad. Bad abilities. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so. No, I feel like I haven't played a lot of those kind of games, honestly. Right. Um, you know, I think a lot of Star Wars games do that, right? Sith or Jedi, you can kind of choose your path that way mass effect is the most famous example of the paragon renegade system i don't know man what are some even other like i really can't 
think of many other big ones. Well, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 would be one. Yeah. No, there's, there really isn't as far as, like... But, I, yeah, I mean, The Witcher 3 would be, like, yeah, you could make other choices depending on it. Yeah. And the, just in the individual story moments and then at the end. The uh, 10 best games with a morality system. <laughs> Dishonored, uh, Dishonored, yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Undertale, that is another one. Uh, I did not... When I beat Undertale, I did the... I started with killing people, and then I was like, no, everybody was like, do the pacifist route. You want to do the pacifist route, so that's what I did. Uh, and then never felt a, a reason to go back. Um, I think the Fallout games have them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Just, it's interesting, because, yeah, it's like every single time I've ever tried to be evil, I yep. get two or three choices in, and I'm like, I feel... This feels... It's not <laughs> right. even like I feel bad for the characters. I'm like... No, the game's gonna penalize me and not give me the good shit. Right. I want right. the good shit. Like, obviously, I have to be nice to people, and I would imagine these games are designed so that it doesn't really matter. But um, Red Dead Two, apparently, you could be you have a morality system. <coughs> but yeah, it doesn't really affect the story, though. No. So yeah, I don't know. <coughs> you know, it's not really my bag, baby. Nick's, okay. di Nick's dying. Yeah. Just yeah. Sorry. I dying. apologize for the coughing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they are interesting. It's like when the games can pull them off, great. If they don't do it, also great, because then I don't have to make tough decisions or look at guides on how to make the correct decision. I mean, yeah, that's not to go back to Cyberpunk, but, like, I I almost wish it, it told me clearer that I was making decisions, because I feel like that's part of it was just, like, you know, do you want to go, uh, I don't know, some some down like some corpo path or the other one, but like I never felt like I was making a decision. I just thought I was like just talking, and then like all of a sudden that has incredible ramifications. It was like right. talking to um, Meredith right early yeah. in the game, and and they're like, you know, she's like, "Do you want to help me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll help you." And I go I go help her, and I'm talking to her, and then there was like this dialogue choice later in late in the conversation that was just something like, "Well, do you want to come with me, or do you want to?" I don't know, like, go do something else first. And I was just like, well, I want to go do some other stuff, then I'll come back and help you. And I chose that one, and they're like, well, f she's like, fuck you, like, fine, don't help me. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I, I thought this was just, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the implications. Um, so Well, apparently she's playing hard to get, is what you told me Yeah, later. and then I banged her, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I brought up Cyberpunk again, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it, if you have any thoughts on this, you know, of course, Contact us on our social media platforms uh, and what you think of them because, yeah, it's always, an, again, an interesting topic that not a lot of games do, but apparently, you know, look at all the Game of the Year nominees. Uh, they, they they stand out. Those games stand out. Nick, I need another coffee. Go get me another coffee. Uh, no. no. All right, fine. All right. Let's move on to our character, Battle Royale. Uh We'll have to announce the results of last week. Do we need a coin flipper? We do need a coin flipper. So to get the, the one out of the way is Link handily defeated Mega Man. And, but we do have a tie between Joker and Donkey Kong. So we are going to have to rely on the coin once again to you determine. Pick, you, you you're pick, picking this time. Okay, I was going to say, you've picked, I, I'm fine if you pick every time. But, all right, uh, you're picking. Heads. God. Fuck you, Donkey Kong. Uh, I mean, you want, come on, that's the right winner. Come on, Nick. I yeah, but I'm I'm getting more and more behind you as we go here. That's another sweep for John. Don't worry, you're, you're, you'll be good this week, I think. Mm, we'll see. 
All right. I think what you need to take away from this is that I have more fans than you. There's just more, <laughs> more, more people out there that, that vibe with me, Nick. I'm sorry. All the characters fight themselves. I, I, I would true. be curious if anyone was like, hey, your, your argument swung me. I was yeah, going to vote for but them. The, but the coaches, the coaches matter. Coach, coaches <laughs> matter a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel like I think it was – I think the only time is, is Nick wrote in saying that he liked Shovel Knight's I'm going to dig Mario a grave line or something. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, we're not actually debaters. So, you know, we're just <laughs> trying to have fun. But, yeah, so this week we got Commander Shepard. Uh, that we just finished talking a lot about Mass Effect, going up against Ratchet and from Ratchet and Clank, and we have oh no, did I Clive Rossfield versus Jin Sakai? Did I delete my? No, oh no, there it is. <laughs> deleted my my notes. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, I would. You. All right, so I believe I you, you win first last. Yeah, time. I think you're first. You, right. you get to choose the the matchup, which one you want. Oh, we just go with the Ratchet versus Commander Shepard. All right. Ratchet is a Lombax who is street smart, gadget smart, and one of the deadliest characters in the galaxy. While Commander Shepard has experience with aliens, he has not dealt with an alien with an arsenal quite like this. Ratchet has used over 100 different weapons in this franchise, with each bringing its own bizarre mechanic for Shepard to overcome, including the Rhino, which summons a portal from another dimension to pull a giant object down on the target. The Glove of Doom, which summons minions to attack and bite. Best weapon in the game. The Topiary Sprinkle Sprinkler to slow the enemy down and cover them in roots. And, of course, he has the best companion in Clank, who is also there to assist him with mobility and helicopters. But finally... The best gadget in his arsenal is the disco ball grenade, <laughs> which is just going to make Shepard dance. And we all know Shepard loves to dance. So well, he'll dance and it'll be over. End of story. Got to bring up the disco trunk. Got to do it. <laughs> all right, Nick, Commander Shepard, uh, one of the most conv- convincing and, um, you know, he can he can convince anybody to join his team. He was able to convince the, in- the invisible man um, to... No, I'm sorry, the elusive man to uh, go against his, uh, God damn it, I'm fucking this up, uh, <laughs> to fight against his indoctrination. He was able to convince Saren to do the same exact thing. He's able to get people into a group and coerce them to do what he needs to. Ratchet is a space fighting pilot. This is exactly the type of person that would respect Commander Shepard, that would want to join his crew, that would be able to be convinced from him. And I heard you just kind of mention only weapons, Nick. That's the only thing Ratchet has. He just has weapons. And I got two words for you. Geth shield. He puts up a Geth shield. He can he can really reflect anything. The only thing that could get him is that Discotron. So I'm I'm kind of mad you brought that up. <laughs> but he's also uh, abilities with biotics. He can use telekinesis, kinetic fields, spatial distortion to create a shifting mass effect fields, which rip any particle thing apart that enters it. Um, I think Ratchet dies. <laughs> I really probably should have had my notes up before I started talking instead of trying to find where they were. But that's okay. It won't matter. Rookie mistakes. Rookie uh, mistakes. Scoreboard. (laughs) All right. Jin Sakai versus Clive Rossfield. All right. Clive Rossfield of Final Fantasy 16, firstborn son of Rosaria's ruling family. He has spent his whole life since a child training to fight. So he is a master of sword combat using a long sword to cut down uh, his opponents with a devastating moveset. 
Some would say he outclasses Jin Sakai in that respect. But what makes Clive the best character in, the, in this entire league? He is the master of icons. Ifrit, Phoenix, Shiva, Ramu, and more. The ability to use their abilities to augment his combat abilities. He can dash. He can grab you. He can shoot beams at you. Any of these uh, icon abilities just put him in an, an entire league entirely. And he has the ability to switch between them mid-combat. And finally, he has the ability to turn into Ifrit himself, the giant icon. You know, he can overcome anybody. And, of course, he has the best companion, Torgal the dog. So Clive Rossfield will defeat Jin. Man, back-to-back -back, uh, companions uh, at the t <laughs> to close out your, com or your, uh, your comments. I'm all, about, uh, I'm all about the good companions. I know you are. I'll admit, Nick, this is a tough one. Jin Sakai, you know, he seems to be outclassed in a lot of different ways, but I will not submit that he is outclassed in the blade. This is a samurai master. He is anybody who's seen any type of samurai movie knows just how patient and, and calculated these people are with every single move that they make. Clive is going to take some time to have to get his icons out. He's not going to be able to just summon into Ifrit immediately. Jin Sakai is going to be on top of him and cut his head off with his samurai sword immediately. He doesn't have time to use that. So we can just kind of negate that out of the, uh, the conflict, I do think. He's definitely flashier, but again, uh, his patience, is, Jin Sakai's patience is unrivaled. He's just going to find the perfect moment to strike. You know, if you've ever played Ghost of Tsushima, you know a lot of his fights are just one shot, one kill. He's just he's going to be looking at Clive. Clive's going to move towards him, cuts his head off right then and there. Uh, it's not going to even really, really uh, kind of matter. He's also got incredible stealth abilities. He uses smoke bombs. He throws a smoke bomb. Boom, boom, bing, bang. I'm behind you. Boom, cut your head off. Whooshing again. You know, it's just there's so many different ways uh, that. Uh, Jin just gets to him immediately. There we go. <laughs> had, to, had to bust out the sound effects. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as always, please, please submit your votes. We'll put up the Twitter poll. We'll do, oh, I'm sorry, the X poll. Um, we'll do all that good stuff. But I'm really interested in the Ghost of Tsushima sequel. You know, like I just want to know. Yeah. I want to know what they're doing. It's going to be like arguably the most prettiest PS5 game. But uh, just. I want to see how fast it, the fast trailer, <laughs> it was already ungodly. And then with what they did with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me pull up my randomizer. Yeah. So, so as he said, you know, we'll put the polls up on Twitter. You can, you can ignore that and just email in or comment on our YouTube page. Any of those things, you'll submit a vote and we urge you, you know, to ask your friends, see what they say and just give them the poll and. They don't even have to. We prefer they listen to us, whoa, but if they just want to poll Nick. Whoa! They can just vote, you know, based on what they feel is best. You know, you know, There's no wrong answers you here. Know. You know. All right. So yeah, who who's we're, next? We're getting down, getting down to it. As always, Nick, you are first. Yep. Let's see. Ezio Dottore de Firenze, from yeah. the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yep, Assassin's Creed. Two and yes. Brotherhood going against Ryu from Street Fighter. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's an interesting, interesting. matchup. <laughs> All right, against or not against, but second Next matchup. One? Arthur Morgan. <laughs> All right, yeah, Arthur Morgan. There you go from Red Dead Two. Uh, let's hope he doesn't get tuberculosis. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, I don't care. It's against Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> Arthur versus Spyro. All right. Cool. All right. So that, yeah, that, that wraps up another matchup of 
character battle royales. So we've done it. We, we've had we've done our five things. So John, what do, what do we got to tease? I'm we're, I'm waiting for some Armored Core Six stuff. Nick, 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 Nick. <laughs> I would love to play video games more than anything. No, I'm. I, it's just holidays, dude, and, and family. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the extra. next few. The next month will be rough. It's extra hard, so that's why I need to get my hands on that portal so I can, you know, <laughs> play here and there. But um, no, I've kind of, you know, we're getting into crunch time, right? There's, I mean, we, we're now talking about the game of the year nominations and things like that. And there's one game above all that has just been lingering. Uh, it's Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm, I'm trying, trying to sink my teeth into that and see if I can get through it by the end of the year. Um, you know, if I do, if I do start to waver, you know, I maybe get to the point where I have at least the right, right amount of thoughts. Maybe I'll jump into some armored core. I've done the first mission. It was cool, but you know, I'm probably, I probably just restart it once I get back into it. But it's been it's been extra tough lately sure. for me. Sure, yeah, I I understand. Yeah, you know, was, I I had I had a John weekend myself, and I haven't played video games in four days, so yeah. I'm jonesing. So on my end, I I really don't have much to say. I I want to get into Baldur's Gate three, but I'm kind of intimidated. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably need a little more time. Um, <laughs> it's only it's only gonna get more intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the intimidation level probably will not change, but. Uh, also, I've been eyeing um, Aliens: Dark Descent, which is a game that came out this year. It's a tactical one, right? Yeah, it's a tactic one in which your uh, your soldier's psyche plays a factor. Uh, it's, out of all the games that have come out, we just saw one um, Fireteam Elite Aliens game. Mm-hmm. It seems that Dark Descent seems to be the most faithful to the source material, the Aliens movies. Yeah. Um, so, which is exciting, and it, it's just something different, and I'm always for. Well, and you're a you're an XCOM boy, so you know if you got. Well, a, I really like the first one. I never sure. played it. the second one, and I did, but I did beat uh, earlier this year. In Marvel's Midnight Suns. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> so, so that's been kind of I've been kind of eyeing that, and just yeah, the PlayStation Plus Extra games came out, but they're nothing special, so nothing no. to see there. So. No, I mean, and yeah, I still want to get Super Mario Bros. Wonder at some point, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, there is that, as I mentioned at the beginning, or well, well, while we were talking about the Last of Us Part Two, is that we are getting a showcase for Dragon's Dogma Two, which will most likely confirm that release date of March twenty second. But I'll, it'll be fun to see a big, uh, you know, deep dive into that game. I kind of, those are kind of fun, you know, when we got that Final Fantasy sixteen mm-hmm. one earlier this year. Or even the Spider-Man Two one, where they just kind of go over the systems and and how everything works. It's just, you know. yeah. Grand Theft Auto is going to need like a four-hour one, I think. <laughs> There's so much to go over with that game. Maybe next year for that one. But, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it would be the first trailer. But uh, so yeah, if anything interesting comes out of that, we'll we'll discuss it. As again, that's probably up there as like you know one of the more anticipated games. And as we as we continue to say about Capcom, is they don't miss. Unless it's uh, their not dinosaur. since Resident Evil Six and Exo Primal, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. That was a weird one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So so that's it, John. What what song do we got? We have. So this is kind of like a you know it's it's technically a video game song, so it's going in there, but it is like kind of a big bigger band. But Whirring by the Joy Formidable, which is from the Hi-Fi Rush soundtrack. Banging soundtrack top to bottom, mixture of, you know, original content as well as licensed tracks. This is one of the licensed tracks, but it comes at probably, in my opinion, the best part of the game. So it hit me extra, extra mm, with a little. Yeah, mm. best score nominee and what, five nominations overall at the, the, the game? Awards? Yeah, it's like 
third or fourth in terms of most nominations. So. I don't want to derail us too much, but I had this thought. We were going to do like more Game Awards musings, but I didn't think it was worth to, to do another topic. But uh, thinking about Hi-Fi Rush, was it was it a mistake to shadow drop that game? Probably, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, games don't sell right. Like Xbox. it didn't matter on so, that platform. So, like in terms of making money, uh, I don't think it would have you know mattered that right. much. But it could have gained. It could have you know it could have benefited from a preview cycle. It could have benefited from some IGN articles and things like that just to draw up the excitement. But no, it was it was good enough though that word of mouth carried it. I sure. think to to the the peak that it probably would have gotten to no matter what. Yeah, and who would have thought that that game would again on the Xbox platform carry the most nominations? You know, so kudos. <laughs> Not Todd <laughs> Howard. He didn't think. Yeah. So, so yeah, and the soundtrack's awesome. I've been I've been listening to it since it got its uh, nomination for best score, and I'm like, wow, yeah, this is. God, this I want you jam- to play that game, dude. Like, I was I was I was trying to look at some clips uh, just to maybe use for the show, and it really is. It's a wholly unique game that, that you should play. So yeah, that's it's, so yeah. It's you, the you one know. game I wish was on PlayStation. Oh, I will give you my Xbox. I told you this. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it needs more games. Then I'll then I'll borrow it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the music. And again, you know we appreciate you listening. We give thanks to all of you. Enjoy if you know if you're in the states or Canada. Enjoy your Thanksgiving time. I believe it's already passed for Canada, but I don't remember. And Jesse, let, do you guys do anything in New Zealand? Like anything, <laughs> anything cool? Anything weird? You guys eat a bunch of kiwis? But, that, I hope that's not offensive. I don't think but, it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. On that note, <laughs> again, thank you all for listening. Again, we will be back next week with up to six things. Goodbye, guys. Later. Later.